and we are actually live how do yeah. you feel buddy uh i'm nervous i'm scared and i'm also very sleepy i took some cbd oil gummies because i was like i i am too nervous to do this live and it makes you sleepy so i'm the two things you want to be most which is sleepy and nervous marcus what is the show the show now try this is a podcast where two best friends nick and me marcus get together to talk about our favorite things. Each week we go back and forth and give each other something to try. A piece of media, video game, a lifestyle choice. Who knows? It could be anything. And then we get together here and talk about it. And guys, if you want to join the conversation on what we challenge each other to do, you can follow us at Now Try This Cast on everything, please. Oh Got my it. god, Marcus, I'm so excited to be back. I have been hankering for this show do you know why i've been hankering for the show because uh the pandemic has us all stuck inside and not able to see friends or family no because i feel your friendship slipping away no that's not why because there i haven't been trying anything new nothing that sucks you've become complacent i've only been watching the things and doing the things that i already know i would like but there's no one there to break me out of my metaphorical trying box and that's your job (laughs) I'm glad I'm here then, Nick, to help You're my you box try good things instead of the bad things you give me. Every We alternate. It's bad thing, good thing. That's how the episodes work. You give me something, it's bad. I give you something. It's fantastic. Proven every time. Go back in the books. You're right. Drag Me to Hell is Sam Raimi's best <laughs> film he has ever made. That Go check it out. Listen, listen for yourselves. Marcus, as we're talking here uh, and getting everyone up to date on what the podcast says, what's your what's your quintessential episode? What's the episode that's like, oh, that's the one you watch. That's uh, like, that's for me, top tier. It's Die Hard because yeah. that is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. And I think I also made a great episode. That was a good episode. What about you? For me, for me, I would encourage everyone to go listen to a Fault in Our Stars because why? Because you get to because you get to hear me have a slight panic attack. Speaking, I know you're not in that episode, <laughs> but, but you but you can hear me having a small panic attack while speaking to the woman that you forced to sit in my basement to record the episode with me. Yes, that is true, Marcus. There's a new way for people to get at us. You want to talk about it? Okay, you can reach us at facebook on instagram on twitter and now we are also on twitch which we're live streaming on right now so if you want to check us out go there we're also on spotify and itunes and wherever else you listen to your podcast that's twitch.tv slash now try this cast every thursday at 8 p.m come check us out live and join the conversation maybe influence what we say to each other no Never. You're right. No, you're right. I'm ininfluencible, Nick. You're uninfluencible? I'm in influencible. That's that's the proper verbiage. Uh, but on top of all the ways you guys can get into contact with us, we're doing something different this time around. We have launched a Patreon. 
honestly, we just felt that the way that we got into contact with people was just a little disparaging. There was some people over here, some people there. So we created a community on Patreon where you guys can influence us on the podcast. So the hope is enough people join so you guys can give us things to try on there. And there's a nice succinct place to see them all. Yeah, so on Patreon, we have two tiers. We have the $5 tier where you can actually submit tries or challenges for us to do on the podcast. And each month, we're going to do one fan challenge episode, which comes from the $5 tier. And at the $1 tier, you are able to vote on which episode you would like. So if you're part of the $5 tier, you can also participate in the voting. Maybe vote for yourself. Or if you see something else on the list, you're like, actually, it's better than what I suggested. You can vote for that one. Besides all that, the last thing we need from you guys, besides all that love and support, is those five-star reviews. Guys. Oh, no. We wait, have we're it. still doing that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> guys, we've gotten some amazing five-star reviews as we were gone. Vamp, while I find them so I can read them, Marcus? Um, yeah, no, I, I forgot that people listen on iTunes and that was still a part of the show. But we used to read all of the five-star iTunes reviews. And that seems to be something we're still going to do. Just like Must Crit did uh, in September and said, I also hate AMC. What really got me to finally give you a rating was that Marcus said AMC is the worst theater ever. And I wholeheartedly agree. Also, I love your podcast. I found this podcast a week ago from looking up Gilmore Girls reviews after watching it for the fifth time. The rest is history. Also, Now You See Me is a great movie. Must crit, thank you so much. I think you're correct, and I appreciate that you reference all of my tries. That was a roller coaster of a review because honestly, I was with them when they were talking about AMC being terrible, and then they lost me when they said AMC was good. So well, maybe Crushwell, maybe Crushwell will bring you back, as they said, the cure to all my politics podcast. My, co- my podcast library was mindful of anxiety-inducing politics and news. Finding this pod has been a blessing. The hosts have amazing chemistry and are hilarious. I can relax, laugh, and relive some of my favorite guilty pleasures. I can't stop listening. Thank you, Crushwell. We appreciate the support. And if you guys want your reviews read here on the podcast, just go ahead and leave five stars on iTunes. Yeah, so if you guys want to be a perfect fan, you have to follow us everywhere. Donate to our Patreon and also leave five-star reviews. That is is the way we know that you are a true fan of ours and have worked so hard. And what we'll do is we'll continue to bring you quality episodes every week. But Marcus. What's up? Without further ado, you've done me, you've given me an illustrious gift. Do you realize what you've given me? Uh, no. The chance to give you the first challenge on our way back. Oh my God. Yeah, that's true. Why have I been honored like this? I ask myself every day. So the thing that I decided to give you after this long hiatus is something everyone's talking about. The Queen's Gambit. What did you know about the show before I gave it to you? So I knew almost nothing about the show. I knew it had uh, a woman that has gigantic eyes and it was about chess. And so far, I am correct about those facts. That's all I know about the show still after watching uh, three episodes. And now you ask me why I gave it to you. <laughs> why? What did you know about the show? <laughs> well, I n- knew the whole show. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you give me Queen's Gambit? So, 
it's funny because Anya Taylor-Joy is somebody that I've been following for a couple years now, ever since Split. I thought she was a wonderful actress. I knew this show was coming out uh, for a little while now because I just try to stay abreast at what she has coming up because uh, I enjoy her acting so much. She's got mm-hmm. a new Edgar Wright movie coming out soon I'm very excited about. But oh, I heard oh. about the show. So the day that it came onto Netflix, I was ready for it. And I was like, cool, chess move, chess show. And I just watched it, devoured it. I watched it all in that first sh- that first day it dropped. The first day, watched all the episodes, and then it became a cultural phenomenon. And everywhere I've been looking, people have been talking about it. Everywhere I've been glancing. But You're really, a trendsetter. The, you know what? I wouldn't have said it about myself, but now that you've said it, I think it's safe to say yes. Okay, good. I am something of a a twin sweater. A twin sweater. Mm -hmm. I sweat twins all the time. But also, as soon as I watched the show, we were also talking about bringing the podcast back. And I knew this was going to be one of my first things I wanted to give you because, Marcus, you have a little bit of a history with chess. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't play me like that. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have a history, like, uh, like a sexual tension with chess? I, I will I... literally tell your story for you if you do Hold this on. to me. Do I have I... A, a bit of a, of a history with chess? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about at Stop all. Stop it. You what? Did not... what do Where you did mean? You... Chess? Did you I've never that? heard of the game before. The reason I'm freaking out for the audio listeners is Marcus just pulled out a two foot tall king <laughs> piece of chess, a king's piece, a chess piece, and put it on his desk to show us all. Okay, I will let you tell me where that came from. I will let you tell me my your story. Please tell me your chess story. So I will tell you a part of it now, but I do definitely want to touch more on it once we get into the episode because there are some key chess moments that brought me back to my childhood uh in the I'm so show excited. i grew up playing chess i grew up in the bronx and we and they had the chess program for like inner city youth kind of thing and so they came to our school and they taught us how to play chess and they started like a little chess club we were able to go to tournaments so we would go to schools all over new york to participate in the tournaments which was really awesome it was fun cool experience for a little kid and i got to participate in the national championships when I was in elementary school and it was a lot of fun. I got to fly to Texas, which I had never been like outside of the state before. So it was a really cool experience. Yeah. It, it like helped me broaden my horizons and taught me how to like think about strategy and think about the world through like anticipating other people's actions. It's really, it was a really, really great and rewarding experience. And so what you're telling me so is to this day, it. you are a chess pro. No, I'm not. I will. I I'm will really say excited that. to get to that. <laughs> no. I, I, I will. I will clarify this, and I will talk more about it later. But uh, I haven't played chess much since being a child. It sounds like a sad story. And what would this podcast be without one of us telling a sad oh, story? All the time. The true tagline of this podcast is like a weirdly intimate podcast between two strangers. That's it. But talking about the show, uh, The Queen's Gambit. On top of everything we talked about, one reason I gave it to you is because I just loved I loved the performance from Anya. I love the concise pacing of the show. I love the ability to make something that 
oftentimes can be seen as boring, as intense. And as a board game person, I mean, I've not been into chess as much as you. I like it a little bit. But the whole pro the whole concept of playing a game and it's the most intense thing you have ever done in your life is something I'm very familiar with because that is always how I play games. <laughs> I think for better or worse, I think some friends would agree and some would disagree of whether it's a good thing. I play games like there are stakes. And that's how the show presents chess, and I love that so much. I feel like you have. I feel like you're downplaying your history with chess a little bit. I feel like you were part of a chess club. You know, you like played a lot. I, pl I, I wasn't part of a chess club in the boys and girls club. They had like a couple little tournaments that I played in. Uh, and in high school, I went to the chess club like once or twice, but it was filled with losers uh, and people I didn't want to associate myself with. So my game never got better. I never practiced. My game never got better. But 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 besides playing that little bit in the Boys and Girls Club, and I remember very distinctly, my mom played with me twice. She bought me tons of chess boards, but she only would actually sit down and play with me twice because she always had a headache. <laughs> as, as, uh... Chess is a stressful game. And that's not why she had a headache. On headache. <laughs> that's, not, that's not why she had a headache. You <laughs> having a headache is what you say to your child saying, leave me alone. <laughs> so it's funny because I always wanted to be, a, I wanted someone to teach me how to play, to play with me, but mm -hmm. I never, I never had something like you had. If I, if I had that same thing in elementary school like you, I probably would have played as much, at least as much as you, because um, I do very much enjoy the game, uh, but I'm not very good at it because I just, you know, you got to play yeah. to know it or have someone teach you or be a childhood prodigy genius and learn in a basement like elizabeth Harmon marcus the queen's gambit based off of the novel by the same name directed by scott frank walk me through your viewing experience we'll start at the beginning in the bathtub in paris in 1967 wow that is so specific i'm so glad you remember because i i remember bits and pieces yeah, so it starts off, she's in the bathtub, she wakes up, and I'm like, oh no, she's late. I hate late people. I already don't like her. <laughs> so rude. Already, already, writing her off. Yeah, already done. I'm done with her. Ooh, ooh, our hero, you're late. No, Check no, thank you. One. Heroes aren't allowed to be late. Sorry. No. <laughs> On time. Otherwise, people that's die. So that's so funny, because I'm late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was me passive-aggressively telling you. <laughs> No, so so she, yeah, and then she's like to a chess match, she shows up, and it looks super intense, and then it cuts to her having a flashback, I think, of her mom dying, and then we cut to her at the orphanage, because then she's dropped off at the orphanage, and then we meet the head of the orphanage, and then it goes, the whole first sure episode is pretty much her experience as a child, and it isn't uh, until the second episode that we actually see Anya Taylor-Joy, like, acting yeah i'm sure you thought halfway through this episode is like there's no chess in this show what is nick mimi watched it's just a sad depressing <laughs> orphanage show i'm sure that's what you were thinking honestly it's not as sad as i thought it was gonna be mm. like i i felt like this is gonna this is gonna be dark but every time like she goes into the basement and i was like oh, i know no. what you're i understand what you're saying yes she's I, gonna it's, have it's, a an awkward situation not not an awkward situation, but she's gonna she's gonna get into something weird. Something weird and sexual is gonna happen that's gonna be traumatizing, and then she's gonna like learn to play chess to ignore it. I thought that's where the show was going, you know? And then later in the episode where you're introduced to the chess coach from the local high school, and I was like, Oh no, he's the one 
that's gonna like hurt her and then he does it and i was like okay cool we're doing well so far show good job i know what you mean i i thought the same thing yeah and then her friend and it's like it's a show that like lends itself to darkness right like it's something that definitely like seems like okay i am something bad is about to happen and you constantly have that weird feeling inside of you like any something bad could happen at any point to our protagonist and then later again with the the friend the best friend is like don't worry i got you drugs and it's like oh no she had this like they were just talking about blow jobs so she had to like probably perform a blow job on that other guy who was like giving out the medicine and then they didn't say that at all so i don't know if that comes up in a later episode or something but i was no, like Great. i think every I opportunity think... they got to to make me hurt and feel pain they didn't take it so I was like, great, good job, I'm on board. Uh, it's funny because I wonder what that says more about us than about the show. Because the show didn't promise those kinds of trauma. We're just used to, we're used to, I think, when a certain kind of tone is given to us, we have grown accustomed to harden ourselves and prepare for these kinds of uh, events to happen. Because well, you're right, because I think by the mood and the lighting and the tone, I don't think anyone would have been surprised by any of the things that you're positing. Uh, it also it starts with her parents dying. So I was like... Very specifically her mom. In yeah, a car accident. her mom dying. So we're like, yeah. oh no, she's an orphan. We And then I thought it was just going to get worse from there for her. But it honestly gets better. She's like, dude, she's pretty good. Yeah, no, it, I think it's super interesting because I think, I think the show, instead of focusing on what trauma does to you it's focusing on what you do in spite of trauma you know what i mean like obviously right away we can tell even in this first episode where who i I don't know her name but the girl that starts off the show that elizabeth Harmon as a child she does a great job at doing this hardened disassociative persona of this person who doesn't feel emotions because either a she is choosing not to to harden herself in the world or b she's never been taught how to so she just doesn't know how and you can see it in the flashbacks a little more the mom i wouldn't say is the most emotionally available i mean i would we i think we can talk have a whole conversation with the mom and we will later but i think everything this young girl is doing in the first episodes is is really is really nice about how um about showing what a person can do when they don't have the things that we've maybe we've maybe taken for granted like love and affection or people around us talking to us or caring about us you know yeah whether we had that or not you know i think it's interesting to see it from this lens i think so too i i feel like it is interesting to see someone who and i i guess i can relate to this part of it but basically like finding chess and using it as a way out you know like a way to get a out of all the stress and and crap of the world and to deal with her trauma and it's i don't know it's it's really powerful i feel like <clears throat> for me i mean get it again gonna get way too personal and deep like i feel like i i grew up in a in a bad situation and, and a, an abusive home and so for when it was around the same time you know like elementary school and stuff and so it was nice to like go play chess and and not have to spend the weekend at home you know because i could go to a tournament and i could hang out all day you know and it was like one free day away and all i had to do was play chess (laughs) and like 
try my best to win. Um, I like to think that if this program had 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 done something where if like if you kept winning, you could have kept staying, you would have been a grandmaster by now. You know what I mean? Like, hundred <laughs> percent. If you're like, if you win, you get to sleep here. I'd like, I'm gonna fucking destroy everyone. <laughs> Sicilian defense. Sicilian defense. Um, but it's funny. I, I, it's, it's, it's cool watching the show because as she's learning, it's sort of bringing back a lot of these like chess memories. I love and that. one interesting thing that we don't get into really until the second episode is that she she's like struggling with money because her she ends up being adopted in the second episode and she it's by a woman and her uh, husband who's part of the family leaves and they're kind of worried about her going back to the orphanage because the husband left so that doesn't look good how is this mom how is the mom gonna be able to support her when she doesn't work oh uh spoilers for the first three episodes of the queen's gambit should have said that soon oh, we said it now here we are they play chess <laughs> so she you know the mom is at first she's sort of like against the chess thing she's like why don't you like join a yeah. dancing club or something and she stands her ground and she like continues doing chess and she proves herself and she also proves that like it can be valuable to have these this skill set so in that like i ran in in her running into the first issue of like i need money i was like oh i remember that feeling because like also didn't have money growing up so it was like I would go to chess tournaments and you have all these kids from like better schools and better neighborhoods and, and all this stuff. And you're like trying to play against them. <clears throat> and like, I'm just doing my best, but like, I don't know any of the move names. I don't know any of the, like, I couldn't afford books to, to read up on chess or anything like that. I couldn't like really afford a chess set either. Before the time of the internet. So you couldn't just Google it. I couldn't just Google chess moves at the time. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, imagine if it, if, if it was now, you know? Yeah, now you just fucking, like, Google the best chess moves and you just memorize all of them. And I'm sure it's much easier to get into it. That's what a lot of people are doing now, which is kind of awesome. I think, I mean, again, we can talk about, like, I think later about the cultural impact the show has had once we kind of wrap it up. But it's, it's crazy, I think. And I think what you're talking about uh, really makes me think of very fondly that moment in the first episode when uh, Liz is, um, Elizabeth is sent down to the basement to... Uh, clean the erasers and there is an old man at a chessboard and she's just like what are you doing and he's like it's chess isn't for girls and leaves me alone <laughs> uh mr scheibel but yeah but right away the the whole the whole um the whole put up of the show of her watching him do that play by himself in the basement and getting it like that and then coming that was like that one does this thing that one does this thing and he's like sit down and play and it's just like it goes right into it. It's such a, it's so movified, like it's so um like perfect the way it kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I found it a strength of the show, right? Because there's this this like this really sweet moment amongst all this gray toned orphanage. We're probably not getting adopted. All these kids are getting tranquilizers. Yeah, fucking everything's I've- awful. And there's an old man in the basement who plays chess with me. You yeah, know? I mean, even in the like set design and the lighting of this the shot, like the the chessboard is a literal light in the darkness of the yeah. basement. You know, and yeah. yeah, it's nice that she's able to find something to look forward to and to pass the time and and get her through her time in the orphanage. The last, I think, the only last real thing to even talk about in the first episode uh, before we can move on is just the 
the introduction of a big theme of I think the whole show, which is substance abuse, because they're giving these kids tranquilized. And this is something they actually did in the sixties yeah. or give kids these drugs. And then I was like, Oh, oh, these are bad. These are bad for kids. Oh, okay, okay. Whoops. <laughs> Let's just I don't know, we're just stop doing it. Of Whoopsies. course. Yeah, of course it's like, oh you know what, we're just gonna stop. We're not gonna implement any programs at all to help these kids transition and get off of the drugs. I felt nah, her bad. She was like, why? Give it to me. <laughs> Give me the drugs. Uh, but it was sad. And it was it was super it was super honest and real. You know? The fact yeah. they didn't like sugarcoat it. Like that's that's though that those are people's reactions when you take away something that they, you know, have grown accustomed to. It is interesting. I feel like uh, not not necessarily like a complaint of the show, because I haven't finished, so I'm only three episodes in. But I do feel like the there's there are opportunities for it to sort of show the consequences of what's going on. And so far I haven't seen many. It's like, okay, she gets caught taking the drugs, but then she's not really punished for it. You know? Yeah. Like behind the scenes, maybe she had to clean some stuff, whatever. It's not. Yeah. But like, whatever, you know, she's, um, I feel like she's constantly like uh, lashing out and not seeing any consequences yet. Yeah, no, I think that's a, actually a super valid and interesting point that I didn't notice off the boat as you're saying it. One, because I think I watched the whole show in a sitting. And I mean, not to spoil anything, but obviously there are some things that happen. But overall, I think the difference of this show as opposed to a show that I think is more about the drug, because this show isn't about the drugs, I think is seeing what it does to her as a person. And you can already see that, right? Like you can already see the way she's withdrawing even more from the people around her instead of um, going close to them, the way she's, she's retreating in that bubble. And she's like, again, disassociating herself from reality and people. And I think that's what the show is grappling with more. I think, I I think Mm -hmm. I would like it less if the show was like, Oh man, when you do drugs, bad things happen. Uh, because I know that and I get that. I think <laughs> I think the interesting thing the show does is say this is what drugs do to you as a person, you know? Yeah. Which but I, I find I really I do feel like the, the bad things happening is also part of what happens to you as a person, you know? I, I, I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean bad th- bad things bad things happen, you know. Yeah. But it is But I, not not even as bad as you would think, you know. That's true. But I, f- I feel like it's a part of I don't know, it for me it is kind of like a point taken away from the show like i do i do i don't need the whole show to be about drug addiction in yeah. uh to the extent of that maybe you're thinking but like i i would like more and i'm only in episode three so maybe there is some more to come and maybe i'll be satisfied who knows yeah yeah who knows uh i don't want to say one way or the other uh, uh we'll I- you'll have to update us later though this is a little this is a little sneak peek of whether or not mark is going to finish the series but uh let's go let's kind of move on to the second episode where we Wait, finally get there, Anya. there's more in the first episode hold on oh, is there sorry just just that's you want to talk about how kids. she learned the cocksucker yes I mean, she learned what a cocksucker was right. right it's also about her coming into her womanhood and growing as a person and the how there aren't the same resources available to those who are disenfranchised. I feel like that's kind of important. Honestly, I love that scene because she's like, what's a cocksucker? And Jolene's like, oh, it's when you blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, have you done it? And she's like, not yet. (laughs) And then Elizabeth is like, don't they pee from there? And she's like, I assume they wipe it clean. 
And that's a whole conversation of whether or not that's the case. Do you wipe it clean? Marcus, <laughs> I do. I <laughs> I do wipe it clean. Good, good. That's what I but wanted here's to the, learn. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a little anal and I do literally wipe it clean. I don't do a shake method. I wipe myself clean. Some people just shake. And I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's fair to oh, that's fair. the world. Interesting. To your under underwear. Interesting. I'm glad that you look out for your underwear like that, Nick. <laughs> you know, someone's got to. And that brings us to our sponsor, MeUndies. I'm just kidding. What a no, great segue that would be, No, don't give free product placement, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. God. Gotta it learn. A, it was a perfect segue. Oh, God. Uh, oh, but shit. yeah, no, you're right. She goes to the high school to play the high school kids. What a great, what a great, yeah. Oh, what a yeah, great so thing. The, the chess coach brings her to the high school. And I was like, uh, I mean, like I said before, I was like, oh no, something bad's going to happen. But she goes to the high school and she kicks all the ki- uh, high school boys' asses in chess all at the same time and it's awesome no i i I loved it i love the way they shot it the way she didn't quite even know how it all worked uh you know they they assume since she's so good at chess she like understands things and she's like why isn't everybody going it's like well they you have to start everything game first and i'm just like "Mm -hmm." and the way she sits down with mr shival with eating the chocolate as like her reward and talking about how much they all suck what a great (laughs) thing and mr shival just looking at the kid like jesus christ i don't know (laughs) it's crazy I like I like her progression of confidence, and I feel like it's. I'm happy that I I um, watched the first three episodes, and it it ends with her uh, losing a match because I do uh, like. I don't think every story needs the protagonist to be an underdog necessarily, yeah. but there does need to be some room to grow. I think the show does do a good job of making her a prodigy, but you know, but saying, the show but, does but a good chess job. Is of about that. also yeah. about time. Yeah, you know, because I feel like, like there's I don't only know. so much you can know. There are some parallels between this and like an, a shonen anime a little bit where like the intensity. Oh my God, you're so right. Is it matches like the, the, the dramatic tension that is in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or any other anime that's about like card games or something. That's so right. Uh, did you, um, what was the name of the one about Go? Go, Hikiro, go, go, go. Hikiro no Go. Hikiro no Go. I love Come that on. one. Come on. It's almost fucking, the same. How dare you? We are on Twitch. What? In front of I, at least one person. How dare you? I brought it up. What? So what? That I didn't remember the name of the Do you see this anime shrine I have? Do you see this anime tattoo? Come I only on. got one anime thing. I only got Sailor Mercury down here hanging out. That's all I what got. What if you have the fucking huge S, uh, your name poster behind you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I about the giant thing. anime thing behind me. You're right. <laughs> I forgot. But then we get, finally get Anya Taylor Joy, who is such a joy. <laughs> Were you familiar with her before this? <laughs> good, good, good pun. Good joke. Love it. Ten out of ten. Oh, good. Someone in the chat also acknowledged the poster thing. I know. Good. I saw. <laughs> I think she has big eyes and uh, an even bigger heart she's great i don't know i don't know nothing i don't know anything about her i don't think i've seen her anything other than split which i kind of no 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 you saw you saw one thing with her that we both very much did not like and we saw in theaters together with your brother and i fell asleep oh which oh i also saw emma yes oh you saw emma i saw emma which had her in it 
that's honestly i would have never pegged you for someone who had sat down and watched a film like that that seems like something i would do that's and i did do rude. it and i loved emma nick i am cultured okay i'm sorry you would are you a huge am, Jane Austen fan? And I, I have am, no idea. Uh, Jane Austen and me are like this. And for those listening uh, at home, I am crossing my fingers to indicate a close relationship. You didn't need to explain that one. Did I know or did I have to, Nick? Oh, Jeez. well, what'd you think of Emma? <laughs> she was great. Oh, Emma, the movie, was, it was fun. I liked it. Was that your choice for movie of night? Or uh, no, it was not. Did, Darren picked it, I think. Okay, great. I figured. I didn't want to call you out, but that. Listen, I, I saw that you're not cultured, and it's not like you don't watch rom coms and Jane Austen kind of things yourself. But I did have to make you watch the Notebook for this podcast, so I just it wasn't expected. So you've Fair. seen, so you've seen the, so you've seen the witch. You've seen Split. Uh-huh. You've seen Emma. This is as much yeah. as I've seen. I don't think she left an impact on me in any of those uh, i wasn't like oh i need to see shit. more content with her but uh i do like her i like her a lot in queen's gambit i think she has a good um energy to her i feel like her personality fits the character really well well great i think anya taylor is I didn't ask amazing you and, oh i'm sorry okay what did you think about <laughs> do you find her to be a joy you can't hold on. You can't just take my joke and say it again. That's not how this works. I don't know what you're talking either about. Either come up, it's either my come original in joke. With your no, no, no. <laughs> you're a, a filthy Marcus thief. Original. You're a filthy, filthy thief. I don't know. Come what in with about. your own shit or get off my back. Nope. I wrote that joke. Am I? Am I allowed to curse on Twitch? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think I can, but I just can't show my feet, right? Yeah. Don't show your feet. Anyway, we finally get Anya Taylor-Joy in uh, the sh- a show proper, and I think she slays it right away. She seems like the other kid grown up. She seems detached in this weird way. She seems, like, cocky because she's so great at chess. And then I just love all the scenes. I love the awkwardness of the scenes as she's getting adopted, where she's just, like, having to go through the process and knowing that it's right. Like, she needs to get out of the orphanage, but she doesn't actually, like, care but she knows she's supposed to, so she goes through the motions, but without almost any emotion. I loved all that with Alma and her husband coming and her saying like, you know, oh, you, you know, uh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I don't think he likes me very much about the dad and like all these things. I just love all these um, awkward the family. The dad was another moment of me being like, oh shit, some gross is going to happen. And it did. I was so surprised. Look at that. It's so good. Yeah, I think one reason this show dealing with just the singular trauma of her mother uh, being mentally ill and killing herself and forcing her to go to orphanage is like the trauma. You know what I mean? Instead of adding. They don't need a pile on. Yeah, Yeah, but you're but you are right. True to life. And a lot of shows do reflect that is uh, honestly, when you got trauma, the hits kind of keep on coming is the truth. Yeah. Uh, I, in, in my experience of the people that I love near me, uh, like you and other people I know, uh, when, when the, when the hits come, they keep on coming. They're not, it's like, oh man, uh, this one yes. thing happened. It's funny. Cause I thought you were trying to be nice and I'm like, oh, like people I know. And then you were just like, like you. <laughs> You've had a tough life. Fair. I, I, you know what? I can't. You've had a tough life. I've had a tough life. Joseph has had a lot of tough life. And that's all I, those are the only people I really know. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's fair. For those of you who don't know, Joseph is our third best friend, but he's not. He doesn't like showing his face, so he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's in the chat though. You can uh, go look at what the chat said at this time and see what he's contributed. Uh, but uh, what also, do you someone think in the now? chat said my joke was great uh, about Anya, uh, Anya Taylor Joy uh, being a joy. So uh, I feel like you put that. your friends into the chat to go against me, and now I feel attacked, and I feel put on. And I feel like I'm going crazy. All right, there let's are keep no friends. Let's in the keep chat. it up. Just family. Let's keep it up. <laughs> Honestly, I love that you just said that. It sounded like a Vin Diesel quote. <laughs> it's not. For, it's not. The Cast chat. me in it's the next family. Fast and Furious. But what do you think? As we finally get Annie Taylor Joy, and we're getting this adoption, we're seeing her, you know, go to high school, and then finally get to her first tournament. Uh, I thought it was good. It, I like the like. I really enjoy the character progression. I do yeah. like the choices she's making, and I also enjoy the tension that's in the show. I feel like with a, a show about a com a competitive thing, I feel like it's natural for there to be tension in there. But it could yeah. easily have been done wrong, you know. So much, like, especially with chess. <laughs> especially with chess, I looked into it, and apparently, a lot of the I didn't look into it. I just saw it happen to see it in my feed. Why am I giving myself so much credit? <laughs> I did in research. all my hours of in, in my tedious research, hours of research, I discovered. If, no. if I look at the peer-reviewed articles on the Chess Gazette, apparently, all they had professional chess players and grandmasters come in and make all of the chess matches reflect the tension that was supposed to be present in the scene. Uh. I paused because I had the names of those people, and now I can't find where they are. <laughs> I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it. Oh, yes. Oh, My man. thousand hours of research trumps your actual God research. Damn it. <laughs> oh, where, where is it? I, I, I had it. I, I swear to God, I had it, and I was like, it's going to come up, and I'm going to be able to say World Chess Champion, former World Chess Champion Gary Kasparov and Chess Coast Bruce Pandolfini. Or consultants on the show. Nice. Nailed it. Hashtag uh, nailed it. And before you gave me this challenge, we were watching it. We've been like watching episodes of Psych again. Have you ever watched that show? What show? Psych. You're the fake psychic that. detective I know, guy. I know. I know. I know. It's like, it's okay. Like... So we were just rewatching episodes of that. Um, and there was an episode where they had a chess match, and it was like, oh, Sean's a genius. Look at my chess, and like the board was wrong. In like so many ways, and he was like checkmate, oh. and I was like, "That is not checkmate." So, so um, I I was watching Queen's Gambit, and I gave the same level of scrutiny that I do in all chess related content. Uh, and, and, I, and you were good. It was great. It was great. Like yeah. the the matches were you know like pretty tense, and it was cool like seeing that. Oh, okay. Like if you know enough about chess, there is, uh something interesting for you to look at and, and analyze as you know as you can see the boards as they play yeah and using real terms oh like like in the first episode where mr scheibel beats her for the first time in like three moves he's like that's the scholar's mate yeah and i was like i've done that twice in my life and now i know what it's called i remember because i did that to you uh when we first played chess in college together you didn't do that to me that's what i did yeah did it take you long it was four moves. It was the four move checkmate. That's what I did. And then I think what it was was you started to do it, and then I saw it, and then I did something else, and then you went 
You didn't beat me in four moves. I think I beat you in four moves. I'm sorry to... <laughs> I, you remember it wrong no i don't but think that's you what did. happened yeah I'm i sorry, don't man. know if that's right i don't remember it's this well maybe maybe it was six i'm not even making a jo- i'm not even making a joke i legitimately do not remember this because i remember very specifically i did it once in a chess tournament at the boys and girls club and uh-huh. then i did it once to zach <laughs> our former roommate because you know when when don't you want to dunk on somebody like that that's fair that's fair <laughs> but i don't remember you doing it to me did I make you play me so quickly right afterwards you, you, that I didn't yeah, remember? Yeah, 100%. You made me Maybe play you four or five times in a row because you were like, oh, let's play chess because uh, your girlfriend at the time uh, like bought you a chess set and you wanted to use it. So like, you It was a Mario chess. chess board. It was Mario chess board. You made me play chess with you and then I beat you really quickly and you're like, fuck you, we're going to do it again. And then we played like four more times after that, I think. Well, because you had never to- <laughs> we well, listen. We've been friends for a long time, but yeah. the, the part of our friendship where you've shared things with me wasn't the beginning of the. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I had no idea you were secretly this chess savant, and uh, you know, like I'm better at most things than the layman, but not better than people that are actually good at things. And you were actually good with it, and I was super surprised, and I was like what why you threw you threw off my equilibrium to my world i remember very specifically you beating me four times rather quickly all in a night and me being very frustrated because all i wanted to do was keep playing but after the fourth time i realized oh this isn't like this isn't like oh he just got me he's like demolishing like he is so far ahead of me on this like i knew enough to know how far behind i was but not enough to see how or why (laughs) oh no you know what i mean yeah like i i I can follow the game but i am not i don't know how you knew how to play chess you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. you know somebody taught me where the moves where the pieces go and i'm like okay move the pieces there you know and i'm like oh if i go over here that is checkmate you know how to play and it's I had no a, idea a until that moment. It's a to learn. It's it, like, yeah. I, I am so, it's so cool seeing her go through the process of like memorizing the moves. And in oh, the third and, like, episode, learning. she meets that, yeah. um, God, what's that guy's name? Benny. From Game of Thrones? Benny. 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 Uh, she meets Benny and uh, she plays a match against him. And that's the first time she loses. But he is also like so on top of his shit. And he's like yeah. remembering every single match and every single play and just being like, oh, okay, like analyzing everything. And referencing matches from the 30s and like really yeah. in it. Yeah, and I and love their match. You are too. And I love their match because you see it. The show is so beautiful because it takes the time to show their openings, to show Elizabeth think about the different openings, to show it piece by piece as they're starting to trade. And you can't follow the whole game because obviously it's not going to follow the whole yeah. game of chess. But I'm yeah. sure you, even better than me, can kind of see how the game is playing out. And then as she's recapping it to her mom Alma, um, you can kind of, you can kind of, you can kind of follow what's happening. Yeah. Because she explains it in such a dynamic battle, as if it's almost a Game of Thrones battle uh, episode. She's describing this is what I was trying to do. I was trying to catch him here, and then he caught me off guard here. And they're like showing yeah. you the chess and showing the back and forth. It's like some of the best chess playing I've seen, like explained in a way that makes sense with how you sit there and analyze yeah. the game. And, and like, I, I know that we're talking about the chess aspect a lot because we, you and I both, you know, are interested in that. Show. 
But there's so many people who are watching the show that do not know a single thing about chess and they still manage yeah. to make it like both accurate to chess and also incredibly entertaining. I don't know why this popped up again, but a guy on Twitch was going through chess moves of Queen's Gambit and going through the matches and talking about like uh, and analyzing them and whatever. And it was really interesting. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Do you, I, I mean, I know you learning to play chess was probably a little more, um, a little more, uh, uh, relaxed than maybe like the intensity of reading these books, but like how many like terms and things did you like learn as you're growing up? Like about none. Great. So that means you're going to be no. super prepared for our game today. No, <laughs> which Why? is, which is okay. chess it or sex it. Here I have a list of phrases, and Marcus, you're going to have to tell me whether it's a chess term or a sex term. I should be great at this. You get a point if you get that correctly, and whether or not you do, if you can tell me, describe to me what it is, either the term, the sex term or the chess term, you can get okay. an extra point. You get the 20 <laughs> points, you win, okay? Okay. <laughs> Number one. Do I get a lifeline? You ready? <laughs> what kind of lifeline would you like? Uh, can I ask the chat? <laughs> yes. One lifeline of the chat. Just one. Guys, uh, please in the chat, hold on until Marcus answers, because he is staring at that chat <laughs> until he answers. and then But play along at home! We will post these on our uh, social so you can play too. Okay. Play with your mom. See, it, we'll see how she does. I, right, I'm number sure one. people's moms would be great. That's how they were Honest, made. You know... <laughs> You doubled down on my joke, and it made me uncomfortable. And that wasn't the way that was supposed to go. Uh, number one. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one is... <laughs> I'm already having fun. <laughs> number one is the can opener. The can opener? Uh-huh. Uh, that's a sex move, for sure. Unfortunately, Marcus, you're already off to a horrible start, so that's a chess term. Oh, no. Can you please? I feel like you might have known that one and you wanted to be wrong. No, I don't. I don't. I told you, I genuinely do not know any chess names for anything. Oh, man. I feel so, so bad because so I thought. in this game. I thought I was making an easy game for you on our first one back, but no. you know what? Like I you said, you have to blame your teachers, not me. Actually, you're re traumatizing me because I could so. I was so <laughs> poor. I couldn't afford any of the chess books, so I didn't learn any of the moves. I just learned on the fly. I learned how and to play. And you were so poor, you didn't have any sex at all <laughs> um so what do you think the can opener is referring to in terms of chess let's see can opener well if 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 it has to do with an opening move uh no it doesn't have to do with an opening move. maybe oh no it's... yeah it is i don't know i don't understand <laughs> chess i'm just reading it didn't say it, it didn't say it said attack in the first four words it didn't Woo! say opening but you're i think you're right it's an opening is it an opening uh, attack involving the knight and bishop. Unfortunately, you're wrong. It's the plan of attacking a kingside, sometimes a fiancho, a fianchetto position, of course, by advancing the h pawn. But yes, by advancing the h pawn with the intention of opening a file near the defender's king. So it's zero points so far, Marcus. Number two <sighs> is you ready? Yeah, I'm not. Re- I mean, I am emotionally. But not physically. X marks the spot. That's a sex thing. You're right, Marcus. That is a sex thing. Yes. What do you think it means? It's when you're flying a kite 
and also looking for buried treasure. Do you um, want an actual guess, or do you want this to be your guess? Because I'm cool with either one. Hold on, okay. this is my actual okay, okay. guess. You're looking okay. for buried treasure, and with like you know, like on the beach, you have the little like uh, metal yeah. detector, right? And then you, yeah, it, the, like, the little metal detector, the little one. <laughs> you have the, the big metal one. detector. Yeah, yeah, and it's going <laughs> boop 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 because you go over a woman's vagina, and it's like boop 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 boop, and it turns out she has, you know, what she has, Nick. You know what she has? No. A piercing. Wow. A piercing. Because the metal detector picked up so the piercing. Actually, and then you find the vagina. And then because you found it without looking at it, you get to have sex with her. So what X marks the spot actually is, is for this twist on missionary, put your legs up and either keep them straight or rest your feet on your partner's chest. Then cross your legs at the shins that's where the X comes in to create a tighter fit for more friction. Wow. So you were close. You were close. I was close. It involved sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clock move. Clock move? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say sex so badly because it sounds like chess. So part of me is like, sex. Is that your final answer? Yeah, you know what? Let's go sex all the way. Great. It's it's a chess term. Do you want to guess what it means? Oh, can I guess what sex move it is? Hold on, I can show you. This is what's it called? Marcus, again? I have a lot of I have oh, a lot I, of questions. I, let me show you the sex move. For no, the you, fans. Can, you can't show me. You can't show me. We're one, a podcast. One. You can't use I get one no, sex no move. visual jokes. One, please. Okay, one. you get this one, but okay, you can't you do it again. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. You no, like this, you no, you just do it. I'll legs. describe. So Marcus this is, is Marcus. This is three o'clock. It's time for sex. Marcus, no? you can't show your feet on the street. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, it's in a game played clock move. A move is con- considered completely completed only after the clock is pressed. Okay, got it. Yeah, which I feel like you kind of know, but all right. You want to know here? You ready? I don't for know the one? names for anything. Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. A country move. Oh my god! I'm. Go- I don't want to say chess because I feel like you put the two moves to trick me. I'm gonna say. That's. I'll say chess. Why not? It is a chess move. You got another point, oh, Marcus. Good. Okay. Do you know nice. what it refers to? Uh, it's when you uh castle on the queen side. No, it's actually a disparaging term for a move considered unsophisticated, especially an unnecessary single-step advance of the rook's pawn in the opening. Ugh, duh. The term was popular in the late in London in the late 19th century. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm liking this Desperado. game. Desperado. Desperado. I want... I Look, that, that's a sex thing, regardless of whether you're a little quiz... Says it's a sex thing or not. Okay, that's a sex thing for sure. But also, kind of a sexy chess thing. It would be cool if it was. I'm voting what I want this to be. And I want this to be a chess move. So I'm going to say chess move. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for sticking to your guns. Because you're right, it is a chess thing. Do you know what yes. it means? Um, Desperado. It's when you... <laughs> take a piece uh out of desperation even though no wait 
it's when you know you're going to lose, but you continue playing anyway. I'm going to give you the point. Even though you're a little off, you're kind of close. It's, it's when a piece seems to be determined to give itself up, typically to bring out a stalemate or perpetual check. So you're okay. not that far off. Okay. So that's four points so far. Uh, next is the flat iron. Ah, uh, that's that's a sex thing. It is. You sound like you're yeah. knowledgeable. Can you tell me what it is? Oh yeah, it's so it's when you're ironing your clothes in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, and you get the sorry, sorry, board out. sorry. Not not in America. In England, what is it? Oh, in England, what is it? Yeah, yeah. It's when you're ironing your crisps in the morning, and. <laughs> so what you're looking real good because you're just in your underwear and you're like oh man and then your partner comes up and is like i want to have sex with you and you're like ah oh, but my clothes are all over the bed where are we gonna have sex on the ironing board you're close and also i just want to point out my favorite thing is guys the people in the chat are playing the game now if you come and follow us every thursday at eight twitch.tv slash now try this cast you can be a part of this one too uh, but unfortunately for you, the flat iron is here. One partner enters the other from behind, as in doggy style. But instead of kneeling, the receiving partner should just lie on their stomach with their legs straight back behind them. See, this creates a tight fit that feels amazing for everyone involved. This came like, from a glamour a glamour.com article. <laughs> like sex? Uh, well, like chess? I don't know any of the moves of sex either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure. Never mind. I was gonna say I'm sure you've done that. You just didn't know it's called. Oh, 100. I've done that. No, I no, just no. Don't know the name. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't need to boost your ego and let Fair everyone enough. know. Marcus has had sex. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't. This is too much for Twitch. Too hot for Twitch. Next up is waterfall. I want that to be a sex thing. That sounds great. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a sex thing for sure. Is that your answer? It's a sex yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, 100% is a sex thing. That's your that's your, that's the right answer. Can you tell me nice. what it is? It's when you stand at the bottom of a hill and a bunch of uh, men and women and other people just, like, pee on you. <laughs> um, and it feels like a waterfall. You have to get a lot of people to participate, though. Uh-huh. This is a twist on the classic girl on top we all know and love, but this version, however, leaves you totally in control. So your partner should lie down on the bed, but then scoot backwards so their upper body is draped over the bed and onto the floor at an angle. And once your partner is set, straddle and ride them while they enjoy the view from below. Uh, that's presumptuous of the article to assume that we all love Girl on Top. Some people yeah, no, get tired. I, you're very classically opposed to the woman doing any work at all. You are a giver, not a taker. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being facetious or not. But no, let's no, no. continue with the quiz. <laughs> uh, next up is the family fork. Oh no, that's 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 a chess thing. Because if it's a sex thing, that's gross. Cosmos gross. Okay, chess thing. Final answer. I never, I never was a clap. It was glamour, not Cosmo. Uh, but oh, that is man. a chess thing. It is a chess Thank thing. You. Do you know what it, what it, what it, you, can you um, imagine what it is? It's when you uh, lose in a chess match and, in a tournament and you get all your friends together to beat up the person that uh, you lost against. 
See, that's pretty close, but I'm not going to give you the point this Damn. time. See, it's when a, a knight fork that simultaneously attacks the enemy king, giving check, queen, and possibly other pieces, also known as a family check. <laughs> oh, that I did like to do that uh, to people. Because it, in the beginning, I would be like, okay, if I can get my knight there, I can check the knight and also take the rook. But you have to keep the knight protected. It's easy that people throw their pawns in front of it. It's hard to do sometimes. But against the right person, you can do it. And you get a free rope. Well, this next one is okay. called the finger feller. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll say it again. The finger feller. I don't. I, I, I need that to not be a sex thing so badly. So I'm going to say chess. It is a chess thing. Yes. Good. It's a German word. Do you know what it means? It's when you're playing chess and you start to finger your opponent. Is it both a chess and a sex thing? You know, if I came even more prepared, I would have found one or two that were both. <laughs> but I couldn't find I couldn't find enough overlap. I couldn't. Okay, uh, let me give you an actual guess. Um, okay. It's something. To N- do now with, we're concerned about points. It's something to do with the pawns and when you have no. them li- lined up uh, no. in a certain way. Okay, I have no idea. It's a German. It's from German finger mistake, an error caused by unthinkingly touching the wrong piece or releasing a piece on the wrong square, forcing the player to move that rule in accordance with the touch move. Touch rule. move. I love touch moves. Oh, speaking of the show, I love the. While it's you know not fun that Anya Taylor Joy's character is paired up with the girl at her first tournament, that whole exchange between the two of them as the one is like. I don't know. The show very easily could have been like, oh, you're a girl and I'm a girl. Let's fight. And a lot of shows and things do that for no reason, even though that's not even that true to life. But it doesn't do that at all. And I really appreciated it. Yeah, no, I really like the the character that was also there. I'm so happy that she had someone there to like, do you know, and shows that she's also not like, like while she is a prodigy, she's not alone in her hardships. You know, there are other people struggling to to make it in the chess world. The next is the Greek gift. That sounds like an overconfident Greek Chad came up with that and was like, it is me. I am the Greek gift. <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, chess move because I don't. Oh, want it to is a chess thing. move. Also known as the Greek gift sacrifice. It's a oh, you want to guess what it is? Oh, it's also known as the Greek gift sacrifice. Um, it's sort of a play on the Trojan horse where you present a piece up for taking and then you're like actually haha i wanted you to for to force uh take this piece force you to take this piece and then i take you i'm not gonna give you to the point because you're just describing what a sacrifice is not specifically what a greek gift sacrifice is but nice try uh it's a typical sacrifice though of a bishop by white playing b to h7 or by black playing b to h2 against a castle king to initiate a mating attack that sounds like i got it right Okay, next Let's is... Let's tw- uh, Twitch poll. <laughs> no. Uh, Did I get that one right? Absolutely not. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope, you just don't get the point. Uh, Fine, Next whatever. is the Indian defense. That's a chess thing. It is? Can you tell me what it means? No, I know that one because they taught us that one. That was, that was the one they were like, this is the Indian defense. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to remember that. I, is that the one where you make like a little square to the right of all your pieces and like protect your king inside of it? I had no idea. If it is, it's the only one that I ever learned as well. Oh, uh, okay. 
a kid showed up in high school. He's like, look at this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know what? Uh, here's my guess for what the Indian defense is. Is it the one that you put uh, like uh, all your pieces by the king and make a little square? <laughs> it's an opening that begins uh, 1 to D4, NF6, usually used to describe the queen's pawn's defenses involving the fianchetto of one or both black bishops. And it is now used to describe all black defenses after... 1 to d4 and f6 that do not transpose into the queen's gambit. Cool. Is that the final question? Did you end on one related to the queen's gambit? No, that would have been smarter. These are mostly in <laughs> alphabetical order because I pulled them off the list alphabetically. Got it, got it, got it. Also, uh, thank you, Sharky, for following us. Glad Sharky. we can get that. Sharky, maybe you can help Marcus out with this one. Marcus, what about... The Roy Lopez. <laughs> okay, how many do I have left? Because I have a lifeline and I want to use it. Uh, ten. I have ten questions left. Yeah, you're making a lot more jokes than I thought you would. I thought this would be faster. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so maybe I have two, two of the most interesting ones left. I'll stop. Pick when a I'm number. Ready. Pick a number. Okay. It's my game. I'll stop when I'm ready. Let, let me know because I want to use my point when we get closer to the end. I want to use my okay. lifeline. I will. The Roy Lopez. Okay. okay. That's a sex move. Invented by Roy Lopez. It's a, it, unfortunately, it's a chess uh, move. Probably also invented by Roy okay, Lopez. Okay, you're telling me that guy who invented the Roy Lopez didn't go home and bang some chick and was like, this is the Roy Lopez also. His sex move. You know what? It's also called the Spanish opening or Spanish game. So I'm going to mm. give you the point. Yes. Fuck yeah. Uh, the cross. Okay. <laughs> That's the sex move. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, no, wait. You're right. It is. Uh, yeah. For a second. Uh, do you know what it is? Uh, it's a sex move where you make a cross with the, the two people make a cross. No, that was X marks the spot. This is when you lie on your stomach with your head near the pillows and feet at the end of the bed and have the penetrating partner lie on their stomach perpendicular to your body and enter you from behind. <laughs> Wait, what? That's that's what two people make across. Come on. That's a point. No. Uh, well, the... How else am I supposed to describe that? That's so... Okay, it's fine. I won't fight you on this. I want to keep moving. I want to keep moving. The, the filleter position. Okay, I'm going to use my uh, lifeline for this one. Okay. Okay, chat. Is this a sex move? Or <laughs> is this a chess move? Philidor position. We got someone saying sex. So, that's the first one I saw. While we're waiting for the responses, Marcus, can okay. I ask you, how many points do you think you have so far? I have uh, six points. You have 13. You're doing rather well. How do I have 13 points? That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, everyone's saying sex. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe I was too generous with one or two things. That seems like a lot because I'm only at 14. The question 14. Everyone's saying sex, so I'm going to go sex. Okay. Unfortunately, it's a chess term. <laughs> you guys failed me. How dare you? Please, unfollow now. <laughs> Thank you. Get Please. out. If you're not useful during a day, a game, get the hell out of here, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the suggestions. I appreciate it. You know what? We'll, we'll forgo you guessing what they are to get this to be faster. And this used, uh, it's an important chess endgame. What about the trebuchet? That's a chess move. 
That is a chess move. Do you know what it means? Now, is that when you en passant in the beginning of a game and then... I don't remember. It's a theoretical position of mutual zug-zwang in which either player would lose if it were their turn to move. Apparently, chat was trying to sabotage my thing, so I'm just going to say that, like, you know, this is stressful being live. Uh... (laughs) I think that's more on you than (laughs) on anyone else. I think this is a perfect game, and I'm amazing. What about unpinning? Unpinning? Yeah. That's that's a chess thing. It is a chess thing. Do you know what it is? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the act of breaking a pin by interposing a second piece between the attacker and the target. What about the countertop? That's a sex thing. It is. It's just sex on a countertop. What about queen? <laughs> that's, not a, that's not how you come up with sex names. <laughs> I Glamour article ran out, so I had to go another one. That wasn't nearly as good <sighs> as the first one. Okay. Next time use Sorry. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> This one was from SheKnows.com, and it okay. wasn't nearly as good as the Glamour ones. What about okay, Queen okay. Takes King? <laughs> Is that a sex move? <laughs> yes, it's a sex move. Is it like uh, the Amazon sex move? No, I had to save the picture for it to be able to describe it. So, uh-huh. there's, so there's a chair. Okay. And the man is sitting naked on that chair. Okay. Uh, and, his, and his pregnant wife is sitting on him. Oh, you have to be pregnant? Yes. That's a very interesting stipulation that limits those people that can do that move. I know. And this is the last one, Marcus. You've already okay. won, but this is for all the glory. The wood pusher. That's a that's a sex move. I'm gonna push that wood. <laughs> it's not a sex move, it's a chess oh, move. God damn do you wanna it. know what it means? Yeah, what does it mean? It's a duffer or weak chess player. So when we play chess, I'm the wood pusher. You know, I know you just like basically said that you were like, oh, I'm worse at chess than you. But I feel so offended because the term is wood pusher. If it was anything else, I'd be like, yes, I am. You wanted to be the wood pusher. I need to be the wood pusher. Well, don't worry, Marcus, because when you tell the story about why you don't play chess anymore in that moment, you'll be the wood pusher. Good, 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 good. I was having anxiety about this game because I was like, is Nick going to make me play chess? Because I don't I want thought to. about it. I thought about it, but I was like, but he's so much better than me. And then I was like, oh, what if I bring in a ringer to play chess against him? But that'll take too long. Honestly, I've been wrecked. We knew this was going to be a challenge for about two weeks. And I have been upset about <laughs> how uneasily I was to think of a game. But as I was rewatching the, the Queen's Gambit, they said some chess things. I was like, those sound like sex moves. I have my game. That's good. That's really good. Well. Going back to the show, uh, as we wrap up, not our final thoughts, but as we go into the final discussions about this show, um, we can kind of go on to, I think, the third episode, which is now Alma and Elizabeth have this whole scheme going on about making all this money and going on the road and going to Vegas. And, you know, how did Uh uh, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like you missed out not being able to go to Vegas to play in the U.S. Grand Open or whatever? I mean, I played in the National Chess Tournament, not to brag, but well, I do got you remember your free place? travel, free hotel. I got to stay with a strange man oh. named Sven, who also didn't touch me, which was very nice and surprising. It's good. It was a good That's time. That's very cool. Did you get a rating before you stopped? Uh, uh Hold on. I can check my rating. It's uh, No, I didn't, because I, I looked at it recently, because I think uh the official like National Chess thing... Let's you have 
uh, it gives you a rating or something like that, but it doesn't uh, like go down from non-participating. It probably does. I also don't understand how the rank works. So the higher your rank, the better you are, right? Yeah. See, that's confusing to me because I took a class on Go, and it's the opposite in Go. The lower your rank, the better you are in Go. Oh, interesting. I remember, not to brag, because uh, at the beginning of the class, uh, the teacher played with everybody <laughs> to figure out what our ranking was so we can like pair up better. <laughs> and I beat the teacher, so I had the highest rank of the class. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice. I I am going. It was during that of... program where we like pretended to go to college and took like pretend. So I took an ultimate frisbee class and a go class to like make sure my poor ass got to college. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, no, really I nice. I was I was nine and ten years old because I'm looking at a, a history of all of my tournaments. Oh, do you know how many tournaments you went to? Uh, hold on. I am I am holding, but while you're looking it up, I do just want to mention uh how much i loved the scene between alma and elizabeth uh, anya taylor joy and where it was like the mom had to like really like shyly ask her daughter for money because obviously her husband has left her and she has like none and she's like what if i got like 10 percent?" and then anya has showed like yeah. a really nice human emotion and it wasn't like it's so again it could have been one of those moments that it was like super like oh fine or like cause animosity between the two of them but she was like how about 15 because Alma's the first person to like give a shit about her, besides maybe Mr. Scheibel. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Jolene. And it was like those like small, tender moments are all I need to get through like a sad show. Like as long as those little things come through, I'm always like, okay, okay. I am ramped up and ready for the next next trauma. Yeah, no, I feel like it I feel the same way. I uh the relationship between the mother and daughter was like it is is nice and it's a nice break from everything else that's going on and, and like dealing with the tension of her drug addiction and and that stress and yeah. also her processing past trauma it's sort of like okay good are we gonna get something happy um yeah. and originally when her relationship with her mother was sort of like strained or her uh, adopted mother was strained i was like oh fuck it's like okay she yeah. can't catch a break but once the dad left and they you know she was like what, the, what did the mother say something about like i can finally i may not have been a good wife but i can be a good mother maybe, or maybe i can learn how to be a good mother yeah yeah and that was really touching Super and sweet and seeing that even though you know after beth loses the match and she is in the car with her mother and she lashes out that they like at the end they hold hands and that they're like okay like she, beth is upset obviously that she lost her first match but she's not gonna be as destructive as we might have assumed someone under her circumstances would be yeah and then i think i think one of my favorite things about about their dynamic is in some regards while i was especially while i was rewatching it i realized anya taylor jo elizabeth and alma are kind of the same person they both suffer from i think a mental illness that's debilitating like alma obviously has at the very least depression clinical depression if not more things going on and i think anya taylor joy's character is the same thing except it's kind of showing what what life is for like a person like that when they have something and when they don't have something. Anya Taylor-Joy was lucky enough to get chess and be amazing at it. But Alma never had those things. And I think the show is kind of trying to tell you that it's okay either way, you know, in like a mm -hmm. subdued kind of way. And I really like that. But Marcus, tell us about your score scores and shit. Oh, uh, I can't find my scores, but apparently I attended 27 chess tournaments. But That's I think it's more because I don't 
And that was in, in the span of uh, a year. So those are just like the counted ones. I'm sure you went to more. Yeah. Um, That's great. But uh, I want to talk, I mean, just a little bit. I know we have to sort of wrap up, but the talking about the. This is the our Jets show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> that brought me back. Like, it yeah. brought me back to the matches and, and to being a part of the whole thing and, and like, being there in the room again. Like, the, the matches were usually in the cafeteria of a school on a weekend when, like, it was closed down. So that whole sort of setting was true to life. Um, yeah. And it was really interesting to see that. And that when she leaves and she's the first person to win her match in the room i remember that feeling you know being a kid and and being in a room full of like a bunch of other people playing chess who are like nervous and scared and and that feeling when you are the first person to win a match and you get to fucking leave and you're like good i'm out of here fuck everybody else you to me there was like nothing cooler at the time even though it's chess and it's fucking i was a loser um did you also uh, not to be a downer but did you also have to go to tournaments uh by yourself like beth did at the beginning here yeah no i went to tournaments by myself all the time like uh my mom came to one i think super sad (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know it was it was nice like i i went uh my mom came to one because we were late to the bus that was gonna take us to the tournament and she felt Um. bad because it was her fault so she drove me all the way to Connecticut for the chess tournament, which is nice. But I think it's funny because at the end of this episode, so I think it's fitting to talk about, she, like you were saying before, suffers her first real loss, like devastating loss. She thought she had it. And she even explains that if she wasn't so aggressive because she wanted to win so bad, she could have drawed and she would have been champion of the tournament because he had already had two draws, right? Yeah. Uh, but she wanted to win. Uh so that's why she lost and the whole her whole world is like crashing down in that moment and like you haven't gotten to the next episode but you know uh it's obvious from this moment it's a career defining loss and one of the reasons that it happened was because benny was able to get in her head you know benny obviously doesn't just play the game on the board he plays the game outside the board and that's like a running theme throughout benny's character but in spite of that beth you know obviously there's more episodes of the show beth continues to play in tournaments i think partly because she has to because she has nothing else. But what stopped I, you from playing, Marcus? I just kind of grew out of it. Like, I, I feel like I made it to... Because I played mostly in, in elementary school and then a little bit in middle school. And then I was just... I don't know. It, it got... Not boring, but it just got harder to be a part of. And things yeah. were stressful. So I just left it entirely. Uh, but it's cool. I got a lot of trophies from it. It was a good experience. I, I, I definitely, like, when I have a kid, I want them to learn how to play chess, and I want it to be a part of their life, too. Oh, I could see you playing chess with a little one. That seems so cute. I'm excited. It was, it's going to be great. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to ask if there's a story behind the giant king piece that's next to you. Oh, no, there's not a story. Uh, I do love chess, and it is known. No, my mom just bought it for me. She saw it at like a thrift store and was like, oh, you like chess? Here you go. And I was like, fuck yeah. And now it's just in my home. <laughs> I figured it would be a good prop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus, is there any other major beats of the show you'd like to talk about or hit? or? No, I mean, honestly, the show like was fun. It's It's an enjoyable show. I do think that part of me, I guess, maybe in a morbid way, wants it to be a little bit more sad. Um, sure. But I you know there's there's room to get there i feel like they're gonna have to deal with her uh trauma over her mom's like death and mental illness which will be really interesting um 
but uh but other than that i i really am enjoying it i it feels like an anime to me it feels like the tension and fun of like a, a totally. game and making it and hyping up all of the like drama around it is is fun before I ask you the final questions of the segment that we do every time, I do need to bring up, because I just remembered, I don't, because I, I just need you to tell me, because I don't quite understand, what is happening with the character of Town. We meet Town, Town at the first tournament, and he's this cute boy who pays attention to Beth, uh, and then they play and she beats him, and then he shows back up in the third episode, and he's like, you want to come to my room and play chess, and I'll take some pictures of you for a magazine? and then. Another oh yeah, and man then a guy shows up in shows his like booty shorts. Yeah, and then I don't understand. I don't. I don't. Who's Roger? You saw like, the who- whole episode. Is you saw the whole show? Does more happen, or that's it? No, that's it. I know exactly. You feel like oh, this is going to be a recurring thing, I and they're going to like have thing. an affair, or like yeah, I thought it was going to no. be a whole thing, and we're going to get to see like what happens next and how their like relationship develops, and get Roger's backstory. <laughs> I was, I want Roger's backstory. I know. I was. I was. I. I wanted to prepare you for the burn. Now that is all we get, and I'm confused that by sucks. it. And it's one of the only things I was like, ah, I know what you're trying yeah. to do, but I need you to just tell me. I yeah. need you to just say what's going on and ha- let me feel a way about it. It's like, am I supposed to am I supposed to be upset about the misunderstanding and about how Beth got in her head because it was misunderstanding? Am I supposed to be mad at Town because he's in a relationship and flirting with uh, Elizabeth? Is he in an open relationship and Elizabeth can't handle that because she hasn't had a relationship yet? I don't know which of these things it is, yeah. and it makes me mad. <laughs> and it's it's more upset. Like, I thought we were going to get an answer to it, so I was like, you know what, maybe, like, later they'll address it but if they never address it that is actually a huge flaw of the show to present this like totally. thing and then just never because he's super cute it and super charming and they have great chemistry also the, and you're like oh he's also the first person that she like uh met in a chess tournament and kind of like was interested in and then it's just kind of the first boy that made sucks. her hot and bothered you know yeah especially if they're in the same kind of like world and they're going to be seeing each yeah. other it'd be very easy to just have him there and explain yeah, i don't know is that strange? That's weird. Do we see Nothing him again? Nothing can be perfect. He shows back up, but it's not. That's the moment, and then that's it. You know, he just shows oh, up. It's like nice to see you again. And oh my god, you've made it. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I guess. I guess uh, we just assume he's gay. But I was like, is does he want her as a beard? Like, what is? I don't know. It, it was. Yeah, I got. It, it was something I that everyone was same, like, hey. It, it, they were like, hey, we're gonna tease more, and there was nothing. It, the fact that there's nothing now is upsetting me. That's fine. I agree. I guess. So, Marcus, did you like the show? I, I did. Yeah, I like the show. Yes. Question two. Okay. Would you recommend the show? I would recommend the show. Yeah, if you haven't checked out Queen's Gambit, go check it out. It's a great watch. And number three, Marcus. Yes. To get all three on my part, see if I won the first. Ch- Are you going to continue watching the show? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to finish the series. What? what? I got to make sure to give you something really bad next week. So, you know. Yeah. So you yeah, don't feel so bad. So that way I have a chance. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's the end of the show. <laughs> I mean, well, it's not. The, hold on. There's more. I have to give you your challenge. There is that part of the whole episode and the whole podcast. This part always gives me anxiety. I thought maybe we could just avoid it. No, you can't. I've given you enough stinkers in the past where, you know, I still feel like you need to, like, catch up, you know? Yeah. So, 
your challenge for next week is going to be I won't get much into it. I don't want to give you too much information, but I mean, the tell video me what it game, is. the critically acclaimed video game, Hades. I figured since we're on Twitch now, it'd be appropriate for you to get a video game as a challenge and tell Can everyone how you, you feel about it. Yeah. All I know about this thing is everyone's talking about it, but exactly. everyone makes... May somebody would I I experienced two friends the other day uh describing whether or not they did it on God mode and I could not follow the conversation and that's as much as I know about the game. Good because I have the whole point of this podcast. The whole reason we started it is because we don't have other friends that will willingly try things. So we started a podcast to force one of our friends to try something <laughs> every week that we like, so we could talk to them about it. And, and you love this game, and there's no one to talk I about. I love this game, and we're going to talk about it right. next week. Next Thursday on well, Twitch. Yes. 8 um, p.m. We'll find out whether or not I enjoy this video game called Hades. Guys, thank you so much for watching live, for listening on Spotify. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Be sure to also check out our Patreon. Every little bit helps. Uh, submit a dollar and vote on future fan challenges. Uh, we're so excited to see what you guys come up over there. Yeah, that next vote will be coming up near the end of the month, so make sure to uh, subscribe to the Patreon before that last week of the month. And guys, thank you in advance for listening next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to sign off. We need to sign off. We're... And oh, was now... that you? Was, oh, is that you segueing for <laughs> no, me no, no, to okay, come up I'll with the with the sign off? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. okay. I was okay. gonna. I was giving you the opportunity, but it's fine. I wasn't prepared. Um, it's fine. I got this. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Now go out there and try some things. Good that night. That was good. Okay, I'm going to That was really good. Now. Keep that. <laughs> Keep that. That was really good. Friends get together so they can try things. posted our first tiktok and marcus it's gotten five views so five views no no, no. Oh i don't know God. how many views i meant five likes five likes five oh, not wow. even just five views that means five people saw it and liked it. how many views has it gotten marcus i haven't like i haven't like opened the <laughs> app it the, my phone gives me notifications hey someone liked your video and then and then you bring out a piece of paper and a pen and tally those likes individually no, you're thinking you're thinking too small. You got a picture of my <laughs> wall with the magic marker and there's five big slashes uh, right, okay. got right it. across the wall.